Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Booking Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Steve Barber, and I've just had a really bad day. But ho- hopefully, thankfully, my co-host, Waylon Davis, didn't have a bad day. No, just felt like crap. But other than that, I uh, think, uh, think COVID's trying to sneak through my house. So, uh, Yeah, this, is, this was supposed to be my first day going back into the office and not working from home after you know getting through COVID in the quarantine. Right. And then my car decided to break down in the turning lane on a very, very busy highway. And, you know, thankfully, I w- when my check engine light came on in the interstate, I was like, oh, that's not good. Let me get off the interstate in <laughs> case, you know, just in case it. Yeah, you never know. Mm-hmm. And then it decided to break down. It stalled. I mean, I, I one, I guess, thing, it could have been worse. I wasn't the front car. I was about two or three cars oh, back. Okay. You know, so I wasn't like in the intersection. I mean, yeah. that, that would have been a lot worse. I mean, I'd have been blocking all the traffic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and, but, you know, I was only blocking a few people and they let me know, you know, they honked at me, let me know I was number one. And, <laughs> you know, until finally a nice police lady came up behind me. And of course, as she was coming to my window, that's when I managed to get hold of AAA at the same time. So I'm trying to have two different conversations you know trying mm, to yeah trying yeah. to explain to the triple a lady where i was but then your police lady is um making sure i'm all right then she's telling me that uh make sure i can put it in neutral so she can push me with her car she has the the bumper thing yeah the she, bumper guard on the front yeah and another uh cop came and he actually blocked the traffic in the other two lanes um you know and they pushed me real quick into a cemetery parking lot that the cemetery just happened to be like right there you know, so it got me off the road, thankfully, and then I was able to take care of that. And I was out there for two hours, and it was about 20 degrees, and it started snowing. And oh. as much as what I always tell my daughter, make sure you have a blanket in the car. Well, I didn't have a blanket in the car, so my legs were numb by the time the tow truck driver got there. I bet. And his cab was nice and warm. <laughs> but he towed all the way back to Mount Orb from what technically I guess is Montgomery. Uh, which is right by Blue Ash, right? It was just a couple miles away from my office. I mean, that's how close I was. Um, almost to work. And- yeah, almost to work. And of course, if I'd have made it to work, I'd have been turning around and say, look, I got to go. I got to go take your desk. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but right now my car is sitting at uh, a place in Mount Orb. Don's Imports, actually, he specializes in import cars. You know, great service. And I have to let him know that I, I gave him a, a shout out. Um, <laughs> But he specializes in poor cars. He's worked on my car. He worked on my daughter's car before because she also has a Mini. And uh, he, I already told him what's going on. And he already he popped the hood before I left. Um, and he said, yeah, you've got a coolant leak somewhere. He said, your reservoir is empty. And mm. I, I had just filled it up a few days ago. And, you know, and it took me three quarters of a jug because the thing was empty then. And now it's empty again. Mm. And so, yeah, he said, yeah, he's going to have to run some pressure tests to find out where the leak is and try to you know, go from there. Um, yeah. And he's also going to change the oil. I asked him, eh, I might as well throw that in there too, because it's, it's due for <laughs> him. Well. Yeah. He's yeah. already in there. So, yeah. So, uh, so that's how my day started. So I came home, took a nap and then other things happened beyond, you know, made it even worse, but I won't get into that because I mean, it's just been a fun day. So I was like, you know what, let's go do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but before we do the podcast, you know, one of the things about when I had to, wait for the uh the tow truck driver to show up the uh intro well, AAA they actually told me now you have to make sure you have a mask 
and I did have a mask with me, you know, but as I was waiting today, some more merchandise came in, including this mask right here, the brand new armchair booking mask. And the way things are going now with COVID, Joyla could tell you, COVID sucks. Oh, yeah. 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 COVID sucks. And if you had to go somewhere to wear a mask, I mean, you do this to try to keep your germs from getting on everybody else. Mm-hmm. Go pick up yourself a nice armchair booking mask at tpublic.com slash user slash armchair dash booking and you can get yourself one of these masks and you could be just like me but if you don't want to get a mask you can also get an armchair booking travel coffee mug look at that nice. now, i was a little surprised at the the letters and the logo being as big as what they are but mm. this thing is stainless steel oh really yeah cool. and it has it has a twist off so you don't have to worry about your your the top popping off. Mm-hmm. But this definitely stands out. You know, I can always show people that. And the last thing I got, ooh, the armchair booking the phone, phone case. case. Yeah, and this is a protective phone case. And it took me a little bit to get it on. I will tell you that. Actually, my, <laughs> my wife had to help me get it on. But if, but if you notice, this one, I actually reversed the colors of the logo. Mm-hmm. The I like that. Yep. So it, another one that pops, it stands out. Going to have to get another shirt made with that. And speaking of shirts, your shirt should actually be on its way because I ordered everything at the same time. Okay. I hadn't checked the mail today, so it might be in the mailbox. I'll have oh, to okay. check when we're done. All right. Cool, cool. You know, so and then once again, just like, you know, when we had matching ACDC shirts, we'll have matching armchair booking shirts. Excuse me. But along with the advertising for our wonderful merchandise, I want to give our contact and listening info. You can always email us at armchairbookingpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash armchairbookingpodcast. You can find us on Instagram also at armchairbooking. You can find us on Twitter at bookingarmchair. You can find us on TikTok at armchairbooking. You can find us on YouTube. Obviously, if you're watching the video, you already know that. Yep. Yep. And any audio platform you can think of, we are probably there. If we're not there, just let us know. We'll do what we can to get ourselves added. And last but not least, we are hosted by Block Talk Radio. A lot of people, when they click on the link, when we when I post it to Facebook and Twitter, it'll take them directly to Block Talk. Now, mm-hmm. if you just, yep, and if you use another service, go to that service, um, subscribe to us. If you're on one of the services that you can get to give a rating, hey, give us a five star rating, give us a review, let us know how we're doing, because we always love to hear from you. Yep, feedback is always good. Yep, yep. You know, so I believe I covered everything. Yeah, believe so. Yeah, because I got to advertise. I always have to advertise. You know, <laughs> we can't sell our merch, but unfortunately, I, you know, I'm, I'm not wearing our shirt today because, well, you know, reasons. Like, we're behind on laundry right now. <laughs> and this was Yeah, the shirt. I'm, wearing, I'm wearing the AJ Styles shirt today. <laughs> oh, yep, yep, yep. So, um, and I need to get me some more Iron Maiden shirts. I don't have enough. <laughs> and Iron Maiden Megadeth. And, and I need to get, I did, you know what? I need to get an ACDC shirt, one of the ACDC back in black shirts just for Mm-hmm. nostalgia <laughs> yeah you know and then we could both wear come wearing again people go ah it's like yeah yeah <laughs> so um but today we are going to be discussing how the wrestling world can have a successful year and i will give props this was actually a idea an idea that came from justin from jay and trey podcast because they have he just happened to mention the question the other day on their podcast and we were live or he was they were live and i was commenting and then i actually sent him a text and i was like dude that's a great show topic 
And he's like, what, had the wrestling world, you know, so you have a successful year? And I was like, yeah. He's like, go ahead, use it for your show. And so I am. <laughs> and I said to Dwaylon, and Dwaylon said, man, yeah, that's a good idea. It really is. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good show idea. Yeah. And especially since we were kind of stuck because we had always talked about doing a watch along of Rumble 92. But unfortunately, that was one of the drawbacks of going to video yep. is we don't want to get copyrighted. No, but, we, don't, we don't want Vince uh, getting in touch with us and, yeah. for that reason. Yeah. Yeah. For that reason. <laughs> and, you know, so for anybody who has not seen Roll Rumble 92, if actually, if you don't have the Peacock Network, you can actually find this one on YouTube and it is a WWE uh, video. So you don't have to worry about somebody else, you know, basically stealing it. WWE actually posted it. And it's right. just, yeah, and it's just the match itself. Yeah. You know, so uh, now one in my, opinion, match- in my opinion, that's still the best rumble ever. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, that one, you know, that was just awesome because I remember watching it back then thinking, Look at the talent in this mm-hmm. ring. I mean, yep. because you look at all the former world champions, you know, uh, and at the time, former world champions who were in the mm-hmm. ring, because that included Flair, Hogan, The Undertaker, had Rick Martell, it had Kerry Von Erich. Yep. Um, I think Slaughter, Sergeant Slaughter was in there because remember he had he had held the title some the previous year. Yep. Um uh, I know I'm missing some people. But well, even a future, even future world champions were in there. Yeah, uh, because um, Shawn Michaels was in there. Yep. Uh, Sid Vicious was in there. Yep. I mean, there was, you know, there was multiple future world champions in there as well. Yep. And this was at a time before they started hot potato and the, the belt, you know, every yeah. month or so. Yeah. Um, now, thankfully, right now, they're not doing that with the Universal Championship because Roman Reigns just passed up the record. So he is the record holder and it's continuing the rating yep. defending record holder yep basically I don't, I don't feel like doing that entire spiel paul Heyman, he can do that <laughs> <laughs> you know, he we really, wouldn't be able to, we wouldn't be able to do it justice so. no because paul Heyman, his promos are just another level yeah. i mean they really are um but before we talk about wrestling and this is actually something we don't normally do i'm going to talk about football oh my god did you watch the games uh i watched a few of them just I can't believe that all four I can't believe that every game ended with a last with a last minute field goal. Yeah. And <coughs> um Excuse me. and the first three games, it was the same scenario. It was okay, they got down, they either spiked or got the timeout <coughs> with four seconds left to go in the game. Mm-hmm. Tie game, field goal kicker comes out, kicks the field goal. At first it was the Bengals. Then it was the Niners. Sorry, dude. I know that one had to hurt. Yeah, yeah that did hurt. <laughs> so, that, actually, the Niners played great, and the Packers, the Packers didn't. They I mean, gave, and that Packers was gave up at the end. Uh, and that and, was everybody's fault, from Aaron Rodgers and the offense to the defense. We just, you know, we didn't play like we wanted it, and Forty Niners did. Yep. And the only lead the Forty Niners had was at the very end when it mattered. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then turn around and. Uh, the Rams, first of all, the Rams let uh, the Bucks come back. You know, it was 27-3, and they let them come back and tie it. Um, I just I just knew I was going to see a Tom Brady comeback and have to listen to that on social media for, mm-hmm. you know, forever. But thankfully, 
last second field goal as time's running out and the Rams won and sent Tom Brady and the Bucks home, which for yep. me, that is, that is, if the Packers can't win it, then Tom Brady going home is my consolation prize. <laughs> and think about this, all three of those games, the road team won. Yeah. Yep. You know, yep. So, home, yep. Home team lost every one of those. Yep. And the home team damn near lost in Kansas City too. Mm-hmm. Just about. Oh man, that was just the last. They said a minute fifty-two of regu- regulation time. There was twenty-five points put up between the two teams. Mm-hmm. I mean, it looked like we're playing Tecmo Bowl. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and every play was go long. You know, and that was just phenomenal. Uh, and other highlights <laughs> of the game. Some doofus ran on the field and he and got oh and got just trucked. I mean, he got <laughs> yeah. just mowed down. Yeah, um, Lord Crew, the wrestler, he's known for being in the NWF. He actually posted on Twitter, "Hey, does anybody have a link to that video?" And I found it real quick on YouTube. I, <laughs> I, I saw like, it because I saw <laughs> I saw his tweet and then I saw your reply and I went and watched I went and watched that clip and it was boom it's like yeah yeah and. Um, it's like, yeah, don't go on. Like we said, don't go in the ring if you're not a wrestler. Don't go on the field mm-hmm. if you're not one of the football players. And he was yep. like writing them, you know. And uh, for Kansas City to now host four straight AFC Championship games, yeah, which yeah. I didn't realize that's never. I, I, I know obviously the Bills they've been in four straight AFC Championship mm-hmm. games. They didn't host all four of them, right? And now the Chiefs have hosted off. I forgot the one they were in before the year they went to the Super Bowl. And so now they're hosting again. Patrick Mahomes, I mean, he is, you know, he is the heir apparent. I mean, if you want to oh, yeah. call it that. Yeah. Um, I don't hate on Brady. I get why everybody is saying, you know, we want to see something without Brady. <laughs> and, and I get that. Um, but I did get kind of sick of the press coverage for Brady and honestly for Aaron Rodgers, too. And I'm not a Bengals fan. I will root for them to win right now because of, you know, it's the closest the closest team to here. So I mean, that's right. every, everybody here is happy, and um, and plus, not only that, they're going against the Chiefs. And since I'm part of the Raider Nation, I just hate the Chiefs on principle. <laughs> you know, so um, so I want I want the Bengals to win, but the press has been ignoring. You know, they they're so stuck on on Aaron Rodgers, which I get what they're talking about, but he lost, yeah. you know, and then on Brady, it's like, all right, come on. Brady also he lost. I don't lost. care. I don't care if he's retiring. That's not the story right now. Yeah. The story is the Bengals. Yeah. I they, mean, that's, that's the story in professional football is the Bengals. And yeah. I totally agree with you. They, they need to be getting a lot more respect than they, they should be getting a lot more respect than what they are. Yeah. Because they are the Cinderella story right now. They won their first playoff game in 31 years, and now they're going to their first AFC championship, you know, since 1988. Yeah. And everybody's going, but they're not Tom Brady. They're not Aaron Rodgers. It's like they lost. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, look, my Raiders lost too. Here's the thing. I mean, it, I mean, once once the once once the team loses, then they shouldn't be in the conversation anymore. The conversation should be about those who advanced. So yep. we should be talking more about the Bengals as well as the other teams that advanced after yesterday. Oh, and by the way, these same Bengals beat the Chiefs. 
mm-hmm. just about a month ago. Yep. You know, it should be so, a good game. It should be oh, a really yeah. good game. I have a lot of respect for uh, Patrick Mahomes uh, because he left the Chiefs celebration once they won uh, to go uh, talk to Josh uh, Josh Allen. Yeah, and uh, Josh Allen. I mean, he's another one um, that was just blowing it up on the field. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, and Buffalo. I mean. I, one of the reasons I was glad to see Brady leave the Patriots because I was honestly tired of seeing the Patriots and everything. It wasn't necessarily Brady. It was just the Patriots. And partly because I worked with some um, people from that area, you know, good people, mm-hmm. but man, when their teams are doing good, they could be some of the most annoying people. You've ever <laughs> in your life. Yeah. You know, cause it's all about the Pats, the Sox, the Celtics, you know, the Bruins, like what? Okay. You know, and then there was one year it was like three out of four won like the titles, and it was like, oh, good god! Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I remember that, that year: the Bruins, the Patriots, and the Sox all won. Yeah, and the Celtics were really good as well. Yeah, and the you Celtics know, they, were deep into the playoffs; they just didn't end up winning. Yeah, and like I said, God bless all my friends from you know Southie and Wusta, and you know, and all the places around Boston and and all the other New England states, but. Uh, but sorry, I'm glad to not see the Patriots in there <laughs> again yeah. because it can get kind of annoying after a while. <clears throat> but, I'm just glad that Brady's gone. I'm 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 just not a fan of Tom Brady for multiple reasons, and maybe now I won't see all over my news feed news feed about uh, him being the goat because I personally don't care how many rings he wins. Joe Montana is the greatest quarterback of all time, in my yeah. opinion. And Joe Montana played in um, – he played a different time. But, yeah, I mean, he um, – then, I mean, the there – it was a little tougher. I mean, I just put it like that. You know, it was a well, little- yeah, that's like Terry Bradshaw is never in the conversation about great quarterbacks. And he played at a time when quarterback was calling the plays in the huddle, mm-hmm. calling audibles on the fly because he just had to read – you know, he had to read the defense and see what was going on. He did, wasn't mm-hmm. getting calls in his helmet telling him what to do and things like that. And they played in a lot tougher time. Yeah, they, they don't trust the quarterbacks now. Uh, Peyton Manning has been one of the last ones he was allowed to call his own plays or call the audibles uh, yeah. himself. Um, yeah, Brett Favre used to be able to call his yep. own. And I, Brady might. I mean, I don't know, um, because you would think, I mean, him doing that for so long, and two different offensive coordinators, you know, they're not always going to see what he sees. And so I, I yeah. mean, guess, and be, and I mean, to be honest, I mean, be as good as what he's been, because that's when the Rams, when they sat back on their laurels and say, oh, we got this, mm-hmm. that was Tom Brady back there. The yeah. man has, yeah. So, but, <laughs> you know, even if he's not the greatest of all time, he's still one of, I mean, he's always going to be in the conversation. Um you know, but yeah, him and his, you know, his model wife and all the money, dude, go home. Yeah. You know, you've done great. Just, yeah. Uh, I mean, he's 44 and he looks like he could still pass for 30 easily. Mm-hmm. You know, it just makes you jealous. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, you know, but good luck to the Bengals. I really hope they pull it off. And um, 
I will say this about Joe Burrow. One of the greatest things he did, he looked, or was it him or Mahomes, though, that did the You Can't See Me? It was like part of a, it was almost like an audible, and he did just like this. So I don't know I, if. Yeah, I can't remember if which one it was, but I remember that. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, but next week ought to be good. Um, I want the Bengals to win, but if the Bengals do win, I want the Rams to also you know, I want them to be the NFC winner because we've never had that'd be a matchup that's never happened in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I just need the I just need the 49ers to lose simply because they beat my Packers. So I can't <laughs> I can't have them advance on to the Super Bowl. So I just need them to lose. You know what? Yeah, the Rams need to win anyway because if mm-hmm. yeah, because the Kansas City, they beat the 49. Yep. I forgot about that. Yeah, they beat yep. the 49ers that year in the Super Bowl because we don't we don't think about the 49ers losing Super Bowls because of you know the five they won. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, how dominant they were. But, yeah, they've actually lost the last two they were in, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, but anyway, in some wrestling news, the AEW contract situation, it's a little strange, but I, but it's better than the WWE releasing people. Yeah, there's been a lot of chatter on Twitter. A lot of people are trying to make, trying to say that this is the, this is no different than WWE releasing people when in actuality it is very different because Tony Khan paid these people their entire contract. What what they signed and what was agreed upon, Mm -hmm. they were paid the full extent of their contract. Not like in WWE where, look at BFAB, had just signed a new multi-year deal a week before she was released. So then the people were like, well, she still got paid. She got paid for 90 days, mm-hmm. and then that's it. She didn't get paid the full length of her contract that she just signed. Braun Strowman didn't get paid the full length of his contract that he just signed a year ago. It's completely different, and it's people are also complaining that um, AEW's roster is getting too big, and I understand that because they're signing people you know, as they become free agents from WWE, you know, they're signing people and I get that they have to, you know, they have a, you know, they have a, two weekly television shows. They want eyes on their product. Who wouldn't sign these top tier caliber athletes to be on your show to get more eyes on your product. But at the same time, some people have to go. So especially mm-hmm. people that aren't, haven't been, you know, that there really aren't spots for anymore. And I think this is the best way to do it pay them out, you know, let them work out their entire contract. And then if you don't want to re-sign them and do something like if you want to bring them back in as a per appearance type of thing, then that's good too. But I don't see anything wrong with contracts expiring and not getting renewed. It's not like AEW's released 90 people in a year. Right when most of these people were under multi-year contracts that were not paid out. Yep. Because, you know, when you go sign a lease for an apartment or house or, you know, a mortgage, or, you know, you go sign uh, the loan payments for like a vehicle and you're saying, Hey, I want this vehicle based on what I'm going to be making on this contract. By the way, my contract is for, you know, four years based at this amount Right. per year so break it up into 12 and this amount per month and boom and you get a car and 
they were all making, you know, six figures, even in the low six figures, you know, mm -hmm. so, you know, they're not going to be going and getting like a little bitty, <clears throat> um, little bitty two seater smart car. Actually, I don't, smart cars may be actually kind of expensive because they're weird, but <laughs> you know, but they're a little <laughs> tiny car. I mean, you're going to get something kind of commensurate to what you're making. It doesn't necessarily have to be flashy, but it's going to be a nicer car. Right. And then two weeks later, all of a sudden, you know, you get cut. And so, you know, you have 90 days but you're not making that money and so what do you do exactly i mean there were people in wwe that moved from like uh bronson reed his on the independent scene he went by jonah and that's what he's gone back to he's been uh impact now but he was bronson reed at nxt he moved his family from australia to you know when he got signed in wwe moved them to florida bought a house, everything, he gets released from his contract. Yep. So it's like, you know, I've uprooted my family. I've moved here because you said, here's your contract for so many years. You know, so he buys a house there thinking, well, I'm employed for mm -hmm. X amount of years at this amount of money. And then, oh, you're just a number on the spreadsheet. We need to, you know, we need to eliminate that dollar amount. So sorry, you're out of a job. And, and, and AEW is not doing that. Right. Uh, like you always say, AEW, everybody eats. Exactly. Everybody's eating. It's like, I don't understand what people's problem is. It's like, this is, this is an acceptable part of business contracts. It's no different in what AEW is doing than what any other professional sport does. Right. People's contracts come up in professional sports all the time and do not get renewed. Right. It, I mean, that's just, that's how the sports world works, but you don't, you don't see any other sport except for WWE's portion where they're just like, Oh, I know I signed you to a $40 million 10 year contract, but, uh, we got to clear the deck. So. Yep. And here's your, here's your 90 days without reason. Yeah, with no but, reason at all. Yeah. <clears throat> now, if it was for, you know, it was if it was for cause, for just cause, I get that because, I mean, you see that, um, you know, everywhere too, because somebody, yeah. um, I, I was watching something on YouTube the other night and it was like a top 10, like draft bus or something like that. Lawrence Phillips. Mm -hmm. Lawrence Phillips kept going, couldn't keep himself out of jail. So they, they terminated yep. his contract for, yep. for cause because- Right, like, but that's a legitimate cause. But that's a not, legitimate cause. That's yeah, not just going down a spreadsheet going, okay, we need to get rid of, we need to cross these off the books. Right, because we need room for one person who wrestles four times a year. Yeah. And possibly the old man, which is what I call Goldberg. Yeah. We got we to gotta make sure we have millions of dollars for the old man to come in and work two or three matches in a year yeah because they're trying to pop this real quick rating mm -hmm. but they're not going to get buy rates because they don't have this no longer a pay-per-view it's a premium, premium live, live event that's hard to say yeah it is you know because i think premium live event i'm thinking like a really cheap house show and you know they they should work on that title but at, and another thing and you're talking about contracts 
what's the hashtag right now? Free Ali. Free Ali. Um, Mustafa Ali has uh, been turned down in his request from w to WWE to be released. Uh, so he's had the hashtag uh, Free Ali. Um, other you know fans, I I shared it earlier, um, and then Brody Lee's wife. She shared it. Mia Yim has shared it. So like the wrestling community is getting involved in this because it's like everybody knows what they're going to do. They did the same thing to Brody Lee. Mm -hmm. He's either going to sit at home until his contract expires because they're not going to book him on anything because apparently the reason he got into a heated argument with Vince McMahon because Vince McMahon suggested some type of storyline or something that Ali would never agree to do. Right. I'm almost positive it was probably something extremely offensive because Vince McMahon has no tact whatsoever. So he doesn't. He really doesn't. I'm sure it was something <laughs> completely offensive. And Ali, it was like, absolutely not. And there was a heated discussion. And he was just like, I've had enough. My thing is, just let, let the man go. You're not going to do, you're, you're just keeping him out of spite at this point. Mm -hmm. so just let the man go and let him do what he loves to do somewhere else because you're obviously not going to let him do what he loves to do there right you know given you know his release 90 day non-compete i get it because and wrestling is not the only uh industry that has a 90 day non-compete mm -hmm. because nope. you know a certain uh i kind of the communications industry uh, i was going to say broadcasting and things you know things like that they have 90 day not mm -hmm. complete. Yep. I mean, I know when I worked at, I won't say the name, but I worked at a factory. And when I got hired on, I signed a, um, there was a clause that you had to sign to where you wouldn't work for another factory that made that same type of thing for at least, I think at least a year or two after you left. Oh, wow. There. Yeah. Um, yeah, because the company I work for, I've heard they have that, but it's not really for my level. It's more as you rise up into like the directors, you know, mm. AVPs, things like that, that level, that if you leave, you cannot mm -hmm. work in the same industry. Mm -hmm. you know, it may be a year. Yeah. Um, but I mean, and I get it because, I mean, you're talking like trade secrets. I was getting ready to say the same thing. Yeah, you're talking trade secrets. So it's like they don't want you leaving and then immediately you know, going to the competition, so to speak, with everything right. you know, which with wrestling, it's a little different, except, you know, with the, I'm sure with the executives, there was probably a longer no-compete clause, so to speak, for the the higher-ups than there were for the wrestlers. Well, um, according to Eric Bischoff, I don't know if you've heard him talk about this on, I've heard him say it in interviews, and I've also heard him <coughs> say it on his own podcast, when J.J. Dillon left WWF back in the mid-90s, and he went, went back, back to WCW, back yeah. to WCW, his first meeting with Bischoff, he said, hey, i got something to show you. And he opened up his briefcase and let Eric look, and he said it was basically the WWF's um, business plan and their stuff for like however many years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now, J.J. Dillon has denied it. Mm -hmm. You know, but Eric Bischoff, I mean, he said he lost all respect for JJ that day. 
Mm. You know, because it's one thing, you know, when you have somebody sitting in the audience calling, hey, Mick Foley just won the world title, butts and seats, use that. You know, it's one thing to do that, um, but it's another thing to have everything laid out. And JJ, I mean, think about it. He actually could have been, he could have been arrested for that. Because, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's industrial espionage right there. Mm-hmm. And, and people, they take that pretty seriously. I mean, you know, so you stole from one company to go give to another. <clears throat> so, um, but I don't know. Speaking of JJ Dillon, he, he's come up as somebody I may know on my Facebook friends list <laughs> you know, by his real name, which I think is James Morrison, you know, because apparently we have some mutual friends now. I, oh, okay. I'm like, oh, oh okay. Uh, cool. Um, but anyway, you know, and we've actually kind of already started with what um, can the wrestling world do to have a successful year. And I kind of broke it up into four different, if you want to call it categories, you know, just basically WWE, AEW, Impact, and then others. Yeah. Um, and I would have had a Ring of Honor, but, you know, well, of course, we know Ring of Honor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and WWE, I mean, you can tell that's the first part. There's quite a few things there. <laughs> um, oh, and actually, before we even start with that, I want to say Bubba Ray Dudley you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> He's been catching, oh, he was, uh, the GCW crowd. I heard. Saturday, was not <laughs> I heard about it. A fan, and rightfully so. I mean, you know, for anybody who doesn't know what we're talking about, Bully Ray, Bubba Ray, whatever you want to call him, on, uh, on his podcast, he said that John Moxley, he said he wanted to see more accountability on John Moxley's part as far as taking time off to go to rehab and he should have apologized to the fans, which is just ridiculous. You want to see responsibility. He went to rehab. He, mm -hmm. he realized he had a problem. He went to rehab. The only apology in my opinion that he owed anybody was his wife. Right. You know, because that's who his issues were affecting personally. You know, he took time off to get healthy. There's no, he, I know he doesn't owe me an apology for that. I'm just glad to see him come back. And you could tell he looks so much healthier than he did he before. He really does. Yeah. I didn't realize how bad it had gotten. I knew he was looking a little different. He had gotten, you know, right. He had put on some weight and stuff like that. But then when you saw him come back out on Dynamite after being gone for three or four months, man, it was a night and day. Oh, yeah. But, I just have, you know, nothing but respect for him for, you know, realizing he had a problem and doing something about it. Because you see so much, so many times in the wrestling business to where people realize they have a problem but don't want to fix it. I mean, Jeff Hardy. I, I was going to say, Jeff Hardy is <laughs> a perfect example of that. And I'm just, you know, and so many guys have died because of these vices whether it be alcohol or drugs or, well, whatever. And I'm just, I really respect Mox for, you know, dealing with his problem, you know, his issue and getting himself healthy. I mean, not only for himself, but for his wife, for his baby. Yep. And, you know, Bully Ray, he's since come out and tried to backtrack, say, oh, I didn't mean, I didn't mean, you know, the, I mean, the character needs to apologize. Like, it's one of the same. Because yeah. the headlines did not say John Good, also yeah. known as wrestler John Moxley. It said John Moxley has checked himself into rehab. Yeah. 
you know, so, uh, but John Moxley, he does, like you said, he does not know owe anyone an apology except for maybe his, his wife and his, and his daughter. And right. that's it. Exactly. You know, cause that's who lives with him, you know, and that's yeah. who he was vexing the most and that's who he would have lost. Yeah. You know, so, but anyway, yeah. So like I said, Bubba Ray, Bully Ray, whatever you want to call yourself, you ought to be ashamed of yourself for what you said. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, so, I agree. But moving on, some ways we can improve besides people, people making apologies for dumb statements um, <laughs> for WWE. And here's my kind of a list. And you can tell me whether you agree. And then, of course, I'm, I know you, you have your own uh, thoughts on them as well. And some mm-hmm. of these, I'm pretty sure we, we agree on. <laughs> um, improve the TV shows. Now, that one, you could do a whole lot of sub bullets as to how to improve them. But we've talked yeah. about that you know, forever. Yeah. Um, change the main focus to wrestling instead of skits. And that's part of improving the TV shows. But yes, um, absolutely. Yep. Improve stop, the with the, stop with the 20 to 30 minute promo. Oh. Like uh, SmackDown. What did you say? It was. How, there was what three matches on the whole show? Uh, no, it was more than that. When, um, in fact, when I tweeted that, there had actually been four. One match I completely forgot about because the matches themselves are not. They're, know, not, they're not made to be important, and that's yeah. that's a change that they need to make. Is make your matches. I don't care if it's an opening match, mid card, or main event. All your matches serve a purpose. Make all your matches feel like they're moving things along and not just thrown on there to be filler. Uh, let me see if I can find the, the text that I sent to you. <laughs> so, um, God, we, man, we texted a lot about football this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Da, da, da. Um, man, oh, I uh, said 25 minutes into SmackDown before the first match started. Mm-hmm. And just over 20, you know, 20% of the wrestling program gone before they've actually have wrestling at two minutes into the match, they have another commercial break. Yep. <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, it's like fellas, 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 come on. I feel like that they're just concerned about getting that TV money. Cause you know, they made mm-hmm. a, they signed that huge deal with Fox. You know, they re-signed with the USA. They're looking to make, I think, like $2 billion from this this TV deal. And that's all they're concerned with is just the money. They're not concerned with putting out a quality product. They're just concerned with fulfilling an obligation to get their money. Yeah. And one of the things they're not paying attention to, by the way, your attendance at your shows has been dropping. and that's yeah. not And that's not because of COVID. No, that's because, not COVID. That is, that is the quality of your product. Yep. And because, I mean, COVID's doing, um, it's ramping up again. Now, granted, I've also heard it's it's already kind of peaked and it's starting to maybe go back down again because everybody's catching it, but then everybody's mm-hmm. getting over it for the most part. Um, I mean, unfortunately, I mean, there have been some people who did pass away. You yeah. know, like I said, I mean, we had a, you know, my wife and I, we had a friend of ours, you know, he passed away from it not too long ago. Um, but people are going, I mean, they're masked, no mask, whatever. I mean, they want to see some wrestling. Well, now, right now they don't want to see wrestling. Right. But because they don't want to see WWE anyway. Because they like, don't, Yeah, because like uh, GCW, you know, had their pay-per-view uh, last night. And it was at the Hammerstein Ballroom. And it was sold out. They sold that arena out. They sold that venue out. As soon as it was announced, that's where they were going to be before a single match was signed 
before any talent was announced. So WWE can't say that the business on the, as a whole is suffering. No, mm-hmm. you're suffering because people are tired of your product. Yeah. And, you know, that's why I say improve the storylines because, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you give people a reason to come in there. Uh, stop focusing on part-time entities, and that includes wrestlers. That includes short-term ratings. That includes Saudi Arabia. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, and I get, I get the Saudi money is like stupid money. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, and if they gave me that money, I'd be going over there too. You know, um, I'd, that's where I'd the uh, that's where they're going to have the chamber. Yeah, which uh, next month, which that's not a bad idea, I don't think, uh, except for it's taken away from American audience who wants to go watch it. But they're actually going to get more money. And I don't know. I mean, it's that's a catch twenty two. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I'll put cut the number of pay per views or premium live events. You know, cut the number of those. There's just too many of them right now. Yeah. Um, because. <clears throat> You know, one of the things about AEW, they have one a quarter. Yeah, they have four. They have four pay per views a year, and if you notice that their stories on weekly television build toward the pay per view, not just you know. And they long term booking is a thing that AEW does r- really well, and I yeah. need them to keep doing that because they're excelling with the long term booking. Yep. Um, WWE needs to get back to long-term booking and like you were saying by eliminating some of these shows they would be able to focus more on long-term booking instead of oh we're just going to book three weeks of TV to build toward this pay-per-view then we're going to forget anything ever happened on that pay-per-view and move on to the next thing if they if they just went to I, I call it the big five, the Rumble, WrestleMania, Money in the Bank, SummerSlam, Survivor Series. If they just cut it back to that, the TV would be so much better because there would be time in between these, these events to build your story and make people actually care about what's going on instead of people are at the point now they're just conditioned to be like, oh, well, we're going to get a two or three week build and then they're going to throw this match on the pay-per-view. Yep, and now, granted, I'll, I'd also throw the uh, the chamber in there as well, just because I um, it is pretty neat concept. Um, but I mean, yeah, money in the bank, you definitely need that because that's actually a something that can be used, and they have used it as a long term storyline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep, that's one of the few things. Well, they used to. Yeah, having Otis win it, which was, and I, I still think that was just an accident. But I think they had I, to. I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, because he was, man. He I was mean, he he so was over at the time. But but the thing is, it's like you knew they were not going to make that dude, yeah, world world champion. So it's like, why put the briefcase on him just for him to turn around and lose it to the Miz? And I'm sorry, nobody wanted to see the Miz with the briefcase because nobody wanted to see the Miz as a champion again. Not a right. world champion. I mean, he was a great Intercontinental champion. That's. To me, that's his spot. Yeah, oh, he, absolutely. Because, when, because whenever he has the Intercontinental title, he does make it feel important because the Miz has that Tully Blanchard thing mm-hmm. where it's like people pay to see him get beat up. By extension, it makes the title more important because people want to pay to see somebody take it from him. Yes. And 
with Otis going, yeah, you know, and they had the thing with, what was it, him and Mandy Rose? They were. Yeah, yeah. And nobody was really buying that. No. You know, I mean, it was kind of a cool King Kong and his woman kind of yeah. storyline, but, um, but, and now Otis, I mean, I think he's used, been used better with Chad Gable because Otis is, I mean, he is a great athlete and. Yeah, he's, a, I mean, he's a legitimate wrestler. I mean, legitimate amateur wrestling. Yeah, I I actually, I like the team, the Alpha Academy team with him and Chad Gable. I think that's a good, you know, a good spot. I'm glad they won the tag titles. Yep. And you see, um, well, my next thing, extend the storylines. I mean, we've been covering that. Um, Cut the number of titles. There's just too many, too many championships right now. They have so many, they can't even get them all on one pay-per-view. Yeah. You know, um, um, quit making quit making the titles be props and actually make yes. them feel yes. more like a trophy, you know, something worth winning. Because yep. you don't you don't see look at all these guys playing in the playoffs to get to the Super Bowl. That trophy's not a prop. That is what they're, yep. you know, that's what they worked all year for. That's how WWE should view their championships. Yeah, because if you say, "Oh, this is the world champion." You know, well, that person should be world champion i mean that's the one that they will headline pretty much every show if they're on it yeah because that's you know that's the person who's carrying the company and they don't do that no nope. um i will say and this may not be popular nxt is not a major brand and because it is a developmental territory and they're trying to push it to be the third brand and i just but, don't think it's working but the thing is they already had it as a third if they'd have just gone with it they already had it as a third brand when it was black and gold when yeah. it was black and gold, especially during its during their heyday, so to speak, that was a legitimate third brand. That was the be- absolute best product that they were putting out week to week. And now the higher ups in WWE are disappointed with NXT 2.0 because they thought that the fans were going to gravitate more to these new stars. Uh, no, that takes time. Unless, you know, the only new stars that people have really gravitated to was Braun Breaker and Cora Jade. Um, other than that, people are still kind of, their, you know, perception is like, this all happened way too fast. Mm-hmm. And by the way, who called that? You did. <laughs> he, he called it too. Not just me. <laughs> but we, we, had, we had an entire episode about it. Yeah. You know, so... Um, <laughs> and that's why people should listen to the armchair booking wrestling podcast. Exactly. So, and the last thing, listen to the fan. <clears throat> I know. Remember when, uh, like the family came out on TV, Shane, Stephanie, Vince, triple mm-hmm. H said that, you know, they've, you know, made a mistake and they didn't listen to us as fans and, you know, we were going to be in control and they were going to start listening to the fans and that never really happened. They still just did. They, they, they still just did whatever they thought we wanted to see as fans. Mm-hmm. And it's like what you're putting out for the most part, not to say that there, there are awful matches all the time. There's not like the Roman Reigns title run has been fantastic. Um, Brock and Bobby Lashley, I'm sure, is going to be an amazing, hard-hitting match. Yeah, that one. You're not going to see it. Well, I can see Bobby Lashley doing 
Well, you know, Brock Lesnar, to be a legitimate amateur wrestler, you would think he would do more than three moves. But I think a lot of that is just depending on who's he, who he's in the ring with sure. and if Brock's motivated to work. And right so, now, I think he's having fun with it. So, and I feel like he's motivated to work. So we may get a, um, you know, it's going to be hard hitting, but I think mm-hmm. there's going to be some technical stuff in it too. But well, there should be the potentials there. Yeah. Between both just, those guys. I just feel like that there's, I'm not saying every single match has to be a technical masterpiece or a five star right. classic or whatever. But you look at, you look at AEW's show from top to bottom, everything serves a purpose. Like I was saying earlier, whether it's opening match, mid card, main event, everything serves a purpose and there's a story for every one of those levels. Whether it's, well, we got this guy, he was on dark. We got this guy on dynamite. We brought him over to dynamite, let him get, you know, more exposure, things like that. That's a story in itself. You look at Rampage, you've got Hook, Taz's son, mm-hmm. who is fantastic. Everything about him just screams that guy's going to be a star. Yeah. And Rampage, everybody watches Rampage to see Hook because they've been booking Hook every week on Rampage. Mm-hmm. As, soon as, as soon as his music hits and he comes out, the crowd's already ready. And it, it's stuff like that. Make your shows worth watching. And I think Impact does the same thing. They've always got interesting stuff going on on their show. Right now, they've got kind of a crossover with Ring of Honor. They've got some of the mm-hmm. Ring of Honor guys there. Jonathan Gresham has been defending the Ring of Honor World Championship in Impact. He did it on their pay-per-view. He's done it on their TV show keeps it it keeps it interesting you know from top to bottom and wwe just gives you the same matchups with the exception of a few different matchups at the top of the card but everything else is just the same matchup all the time right and one of the things actually i I meant to put this down too um as we were talking about it was stop having rematches the night after a pay-per-view yes because it then it just makes then it's well, like why don't I watch the pay per view? Exactly for me, it's like why do I even bother watching if they're just going to give me the match on free TV? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's what I have for WWE. You have anything? You know? No, not, nothing <laughs> that we haven't discussed. You know, ad nauseum. <laughs> you know, uh, but. Uh, no, just I think that's you know that's a great list. That's a lot of things that they could do to have a really great year, um, and stop treating people like uh, just lines on a spreadsheet. Yep. Oh, that's yeah. That should probably be the number one because I, I didn't mean I didn't actually number these or you know order them. It yeah. was just As I thought of them, because uh, some of these I could say yeah definitely if I had to rank them you know some would come mm-hmm. before others but yeah that's a big one you know the the talent is not just numbers on a spreadsheet yep but <clears throat> now the next ones only have like three items a piece um because i didn't really didn't i mean yes they have some room for improvement but not like wwe who is you know we're watching the ship kind of sinking mm-hmm. you know or at least yep. there's there's water in the bow and they're trying oh, yeah. to get it out you know it, it hasn't hit that iceberg yet but it's 
you know they better it's watch coming. Yeah, oh, yeah it's coming you better get them sump pumps working to get that water out <laughs> you know so because right now you know everybody's down at the bottom are like yeah we're you know we're coming up here because there's water down there we're gonna try to get it out yeah. but if you don't the whole ship's just gonna go down yep and for aew you only have, like i said three items one stop being edgy because i've kind of noticed they're trying to be edgy and i don't think it's coming it's come across to me it's more crude than edgy mm. you know um you know dropping a bunch of language like every show yes it's it's on tnt or now tbs i get that so it's not terrestrial tv uh but at the same time after a while you know you, you do get kind of tired of hearing it like all right you know any other words besides that because they get they actually caught criticism for a lot of people because that one night it was just you know s word s word s word s word like every sentence yeah but and, and i get why some people are turned off by that for me it doesn't doesn't really bother me um course i was a big fan of original ecw so that was kind of something you heard you heard even worse right uh, but uh that doesn't bother me but i do I, I do get why some people would that would be kind of a turn off it, it's a little much because they do it that's what it is i mean they're doing a little bit too much mm. um and then having what's his face come on there with the pizza cutter um, oh nick gage yeah nick gage and then immediately followed by the Domino's commercial which i know that was pure coincidence supposedly but you know um that was i, I thought that was a little much for regular <coughs> you know just tnt like hey he's cutting in with a pizza cutter yeah um, well here's wow. the thing it's like they they knew you know they knew what they were getting into mm-hmm. when they when they booked him for that match yeah it's like hey look you knew when you met me i was a snake exactly you no know, so um, yeah exactly and next the last thing Cody needs to balance the game show with the wrestling company where he's an executive. And I know that's why a lot of fans have been kind of turning on him mm. because it seems like he's just focusing more on the, I can't even remember the name of the show, but the game show he's a part yeah, of. Yeah. He is, uh, he, I, I did find out that he, him and like the Bucks and Omega, they are um, still, e- they, they have the EVP titles. They're still executives. But they do not have uh, all booking, all final say booking goes through Tony Khan. Okay. Um, they, you know, they can of course suggest stuff and all that, but they don't have free reign to just book stuff. Yeah. Like they, I, I think I feel like like they did at the beginning. Hey, I think he's kind of tightened the reins on that, so to speak. But uh, yeah, I think I'm liking, like I like the promo that Cody did this past week on Dynamite. Yeah, that, that one was um, a little interesting. I was like, yeah, okay. I like that promo. I like this version of Cody to where it's like, I'm going to tell you I'm not turning heel, but I'm going to do and say whatever I feel like doing. Right. So I'm going to be a heel, but I'm going to tell you I'm not going to be a heel and just kind of walk that razor's edge. I kind of like that version of cody yeah because it's like it, it seems like he's like taking that roman reigns route where it's like where they're booing me anyway so i'm just going to embrace it a little bit and right. get a little darker with things and not try to be the grinning baby face all the time and did i did I actually i think i skipped over don't overload the roster because we've talked about that before yeah it's something they have to be careful about is yeah. overloading the yeah. roster yeah uh, you know, so, and I know there's got to be other things with AEW, 
Um, There's one other thing with the AEW, in my opinion, which I think they're doing a really good job of improving, but um, improve, you know, can continue to improve your women's division. Yes. I mean, you've got Absolutely. you've got a great champion. You, Britt Baker is phenomenal. Uh, you've got Nyla Rose. You've got uh, uh, Thunder Serena, Rosa. Thunder Rosa, Serena Deeb. Um, you've got a talented women's division, but just keep that spotlight there. Uh, you've got Ruby Soho, Jade Cargill is the TBS champion. Um, I mean, you've got a good division. Just keep building it because and and I'll, props to AEW. They when they have women's matches on their show, they give them time. They mm-hmm. don't. They don't give them you yes. know, ninety seconds. Oh my lord! Yes. To, uh, another another thing WWE could improve their women's roster. Better business. Improve your women's rosters. Or at least the, the women the women's matches, I should say. Yeah. And you I know. mean here's and here's the thing too. Becky and Charlotte are not the only viable choices you Thank have you. as champion. I like Becky Lynch. I'm not a big fan of this big time Bex thing that they're trying to trying to do. I'm not a fan of Charlotte Flair. Great wrestler. I'm just not a fan. But there are other women that deserve those spots as a world champion, you know, other than Becky and Charlotte. You know, right. you, don't ha- you don't have to keep going back to that well. And I was speaking yeah. of the whole big time Bex, it, it, it finally came out, yeah, the reason why she stopped saying, you know, the man was because of Flair, that you know, that's why they, they finally admitted, yeah, that's why they stopped doing because Flair was trying to sue him, even though he was not the first, the man. No. But, um, and he never actually trademarked it, but he had it for one catchphrase. You know, to be the man. Yeah. To, to be the man, it. you got to beat the man. Yeah. But. All right. All right, Rick, try to go, go try to sue Disney. Space Mountain. They were there first. Yeah. yeah. Just, just saying. You know, Space Mountain. By the way, dude, uh, if I were you, I wouldn't ride Space Mountain because it'll totally wreck your back. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. a fun ride. I mean, don't get me wrong, but if you have back issues because it's all in the dark and you're going in, you, you can't, uh, yeah, you can't anticipate the the moves. Yeah. yeah so it, you can't really brace yourself for it. Yeah. So, I mean, when I get off, I'm like, oh, I'm like, <laughs> I've become one of those that says you get back from, you can't ride. I can't ride. You know, anyway. <laughs> so, and I mean, and since, you know, you've had back problems since we were, you know, like teenagers. Yeah. You know, so it yeah. may not be good for you to ride it. Um, Probably not. But we're going to get you to Disney. We're going to get you mm-hmm. and your whole family to Disney. Just let me know. My wife and I, we will, we'll get you all hooked up. You'll okay. have a fun time. So, um, yeah. um but anyway, yeah, so that's what I have for AEW. <clears throat> you threw some more in as, as well, especially with the women's roster. Uh, I don't know why yeah. I didn't think about that because I think part of because their women's roster has improved quite a mm-hmm. bit. So, so yeah. it didn't even cross my mind um, because, I mean, all the talented women's, women that you just listed, including my, my favorite probably is right now, probably is Thunder Rosa. Mm-hmm. You know, I just really dig her. I mean, I think she's, do, she's doing some great stuff. My, fa- my two favorites are Nyla Rose and Britt Baker. Yeah. I, I mean, Thunder, all, Thunder Rose is great. I mean, oh yeah, she's, she's amazing. I mean, you need to put her with Sting and Darby Allen. Oh yeah, the whole face yeah. paint thing. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but Thunder Rosa also does some stuff outside of AEW because yeah. some of the women wrestlers from all over the country, including NWF, Big Mama and um, Riley Matthews, and I think some yeah. others. But I know those two especially. They've actually gone on there and worked with her. 
you know, um, it's been fantastic. But um, next, Impact. And part of this they're already doing, but I just want to bring the, the Ring of Honor roster in even more because mm -hmm. they've just started doing that with like their invasion. They're probably doing a lot better than what WWE did with, you know, the WCW, ECW invasion back in 2001. Yeah. Um, of course, I mean, I, just about anybody could do better than what they did. Um, you know, so yeah, bring them in a little bit more, um, get a better TV deal because yeah, uh, right now I think they're on access. Yeah, they're on access. And um, actually Moose, who is their current world champion, said that um, he said he said if he was, you know, if he was in charge, he would try to get them into bigger spaces. He's like, I'm not talking about, you know, 25,000 seat, you know, 1,000 seat arenas, but maybe somewhere that seats starting out that seats like five and 6,000 people. Right. And, you know, work our way up from there. He said, you're never going to know if you don't try. Mm -hmm. And he's exactly right. They need to get uh, that is all that has been the issue. With impact, in my opinion, since uh, Anthem Sports has been involved with them, is that they need more eyes on the product. They've been moving. Yes. around. They've been getting moving around to. I mean, stations that don't have a lot of viewership. They were on like Pop TV, which used to be like the TV Guide channel years ago, and it turned into Pop TV. They were on Destination America for a while, uh, um, which, which makes um, it, it doesn't scream. Uh, you no, want something I mean, like in line with pop culture, like yeah. current pop culture, and none of those channels scream that. No, and then now they're on Access, and it's like, you know. And for, you know, for the channel that they're on, they did, they have, you know, a pretty consistent rating, but in order to move to that next level, they're going to have to get more eyes on the product. They're going to have to get a better TV deal. They would almost be better off going into um, just doing like syndication, like um, uh, Ring of Honor was doing. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> and, um, yeah, because I mean, I know sometimes, you know, the rare occasion I'm actually flipping through channels, you know, which you don't really do nowadays. I mean, that, mm -hmm. you just kind of, you go to the guide and you go, oh, okay, but when I go through there, I'll go, oh, okay, there's wrestling. Okay, what is this? Mm -hmm. You know, let me go check it out. And if you know it's going to be on, and sometimes if they advertise a little bit better, say, hey, we're going to be on, you know, yeah. go find us, you know, or whatever happened to uh, this, I may be just totally wrong because these things may be gone. UPN and CW, are they even still around? Uh, UPN's not, that's actually, that's what is CW now. Okay. And they could get, didn't CW have wrestling? It, uh, it did for, cause it was, uh, it was UPN. They had SmackDown and then it ended up Warner brothers bought it and it was the WB and then it ended yeah. up changing to the CW. Uh, but they did when it was on UPN that, yeah, SmackDown was on there. <coughs> okay. But, I thought uh, so. Yeah, I agree. Though Impact would benefit from a a, uh, a better TV deal. Yeah, you know, right now they might as well put them on PBS. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I mean they've got an amazing roster. I mean they've got yeah. great talent on that show. They put on the you know they put on a good show week to week. It's just they need more eyes on it. Yeah, and the last thing I have was work your connections with the other companies because right now Ring of Honor technically isn't dead. They're mm -hmm. just on a moratorium and yeah. they figure out what's going on. Yeah. 
but they have that connection. They're, they, they might possibly have a connection with WWE, you know, which is newsworthy yeah. because I mean, and it's not yeah. the first time WWE's done something like that because yeah, back in the day. They ahead. have a working relationship with uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yes, they do have that because they've had um, they've got that connection with uh, you know Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows, who wrestled in Japan for years. Um, I did see a report on PW Insider um, that um, the Gorillas of Destiny from New Japan Pro Wrestling are going to be at the next set of. Uh, taping of impact taping because impact tapes theirs i think they tape like a month at a time their okay. tv and uh yeah the gorillas of destiny who is like one of my favorite tag teams um they're going to be in impact for um a little while probably foreseeable future because uh, new japan is having to stop having shows they're having um a real bad um issue with covid over there mm. they've had to cancel the rest of their shows for january and then they're going to reevaluate and see what see how things are looking in february mm. and and that's been hurting mm. them you know the pandemic has been hurting new japan a lot because you've got you've got athletes over there who can't travel right you know, so they can't work other place. They can't work outside the country because of the travel restrictions in Japan due to COVID. So they can't come stateside and work. You can't have people stateside go to Japan and work because of travel restrictions and you know yep. lock lockdown and everything. So it's really the pan. The last you know last two years have been hard on New Japan. And that's one company that I would hate, really hate to see um, fold. Yeah. I mean, because all Japan's gone, aren't they? Uh, no, they're actually still around. They're, oh. just not, they're just not what they used to be. So they're like the NWA of Japan, basically. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because I, because one of the dark side of the ring, it was, um, um, I cannot remember the guy's name, but he broke off from one of them and he started the another company over there. Um, I'd have to go find the episode and let you know about it later, but it was pretty interesting episode, especially if you don't know a lot about Japanese wrestling. Mm -hmm. um, because, of course, I mean, before it was New Japan, All Japan, they were the two yeah. companies button heads, and all of a sudden he was a third one coming and going, whoa. Uh, was it Pro Wrestling Noah? Uh, no, it wasn't Noah. Um, was it Dragon Gate? Maybe. Um, it was one he almost wanted to have, like... <clears throat> actual shoot fights but like wrestling style shoot mm -hmm. um and his method i mean he was <clears throat> you know he put on some brilliant it, it was almost he was it was the the organization that had they were extremely over the top with their gimmicks and they were the ones they basically set fire to the entire arena because they had too much kerosene on the, the racks <laughs> you know what i'm talking which one i'm talking about yeah, I just can't. I, the was, name was, is escaping me, but yeah, yeah, it was them. Um, <clears throat> but, but either way, um, yeah, I would really hate to see the companies in Japan. You know, I don't think they would completely go by the wayside. 
you know, because it's just too much of a rich tradition over there mm -hmm. with some of the absolutely great, great wrestling that's come out yeah. of there. Uh, going all the way back to what's his face, the Korean guy, but he's like the, the most famous wrestler, Japanese wrestler ever. Um, uh, Antonio Inoki? No, uh, this guy was back in, this guy trained in Inoki. Uh, um, he was, he was actually murdered. He was stabbed and killed by the, the Yakuza. I literally just read about it the other day. <clears throat> as soon as you see, you see the name, you'll know exactly uh, who I'm talking about. Um, let me see. But either way, I mean, that's another, uh, another connection that I believe impact could, you know, capitalize on, you know, well, once the travel restrictions are lifted and i know it's a little harder because wcw they tried doing it back in the day and because of the logistics of the traveling it mm -hmm. does make it a little difficult sometimes to go okay we're gonna wrestle here okay now go to japan for two weeks okay right. now come back here okay now go back to japan because it, it's a lot of wear and tear in your body and yeah. I, mean, I can i can just tell you that from experience that the mitsuhiro mamoto uh no not him um ricky ricky dozan okay okay ricky, ricky dozan yep yeah uh, that's that's uh the uh yeah that was his uh wrestling name but mitsuhiro oh that is mitsuhiro momota is his real name oh okay yeah because uh so we're anoki, both right <laughs> yeah anoki was trained by him and carl gotch <clears throat> that's why anoki had that connection with north korea because ricky dozan he was actually north korean Yep. And, you know, so that's what, how they were able to get, you know, those two mm -hmm. nights of wrestling in Pyongyang, which largest wrestling crowds ever. Yep. And they weren't forced at all. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. So, and, you know, Scott Norton was not held hostage <laughs> and threatened. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, that's another Dark Side of the Ring that I, I actually recommend. If, uh, just watch them all. I mean, it's a great yeah. program. It really yeah. is. Um, but yeah, working those connections with the other companies, if they do have something going with the WWE right now, I would also suggest them be kind of wary because in the past, WWE had these kind of connections with CWA down in Memphis. And they also had, you know, some of the other ones with ECW for a bit. Mm -hmm. And then, well, CWA is no longer around. You know, there is wrestling in Memphis, but it's not the CWA. And of yeah. course, ECW is gone. And OVW, that's another one, but they were kind of the, their developmental thing. Well, mm -hmm. OVW is still there and OVW is actually thriving. Yeah. And they're doing real well. Um, there was another one out of Cincinnati uh, called Heartland Wrestling. That was with Les Thatcher. Yep. Yep. And that one, even though, yeah, they're based out of Cincinnati, I can tell you one of their main wrestling venues was actually a flea market called the Red Barn, which was right down like 15 miles away from here. Hmm. you know and, and so i was looking forward to you see that yeah then they closed down <laughs> so, <laughs> so i was living in dayton when all that was oh i need to go to travel no and it just never happened um but i would say be very aware because wwe might try because that was jim Cornette's. uh one of his well one of his complaints was when he was trying to earn ovw well wwe was undermining him quite a bit well when laura Knight. well yeah yeah, they were undermining him and then siphoning out all the good talent and mm -hmm. leaving them with nothing to work with. Yep. And 
<clears throat> that's that's basically what they did cwa they did it to ecw you know mm-hmm. they'll they'll start these relationships that make it seem like oh well we're doing this to help you out when in reality it's like we're doing this to help ourselves and then it's just like when you know vince destroyed the territory system it's like it's what he still wants to do to the indies it's just now the indies have gotten so big that he can't do it right and you know Cornette actually said one of his uh, stories that he told was sent a wrestler up to connecticut they could talk to him he was maybe you know taking the next step going there he came back bald shaved Mm -hmm. shaved head even though Mm -hmm. before he had like long hair and he called him up and said, hey, why does my guy look like a 40-year-old truck driver? And they said, well, we wanted, to, we wanted to see what he looked like bald. He's like, you couldn't just pretend? He said, or let me know. I could have had like a loser, you know, loses his hair match before. So yeah. He said, now what am I going to do? He said, they used to, do, they used to do things like that. So be very careful there, Impact. They could do that to you too. Yeah. Well, I, I did see... Um... WWE reached out to the Iconics, who are called the Inspiration in Impact. They're the Impact uh, Women's World Tag Team Champions. Uh, WWE reached out to them to be in the Royal Rumble this weekend, mm. and they declined because they said it wasn't. They just didn't feel like that it was the right time to go back right now. And I, I take that as for them, it was like I'm just just guessing but if it was me i'd been like you're not going to fire me with no with no notice or no reason and then want me to come help fill out your roster because you released a whole bunch of people that you shouldn't have oh and with them too think about this first they had them as tag champions and i was like Mm -hmm. yes because you know even though they were a heel team they were getting so popular oh yeah cheering them and then they took the belts from them and then they split them up and yeah. then they're like, well, this ain't working. Bye. Yeah. Like, and the thing is, when they were tag champions, they made they made them look like jokes. They didn't yeah. they never booked them like serious champions. And then yeah, then they had they took the titles from them, split them up, did nothing with either one. And then it's like, oh well, neither of you got over, so we're like gonna they release were you. fine as a team. Yeah, and that's what and that's I think that's what makes me mad the most is with a lot of these releases is that you strip away everything that made them that made you notice them to begin with or you strip away everything that got them over and then you get mad because they can't get over with the garbage that you give them right and they had one of the best ring entrance musics i think Mm -hmm. I, i like theirs i mean I don't know what it was. That da, 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 da. I was like, all right, I like that. And <laughs> and I think Billy Kay, she was just so obnoxious. Yeah. That I mean, you couldn't help but just go, oh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. just great. And they were just they were they were iconic. I mean, they were really good, and they had the yeah. iconics. And even my daughter liked that. She thought that was <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah. And then they just ruined them, and now they're like, oh, can you come back now? Yeah, no. can you come back and help us pad out this rumble because we we messed up and released, you know, well, a third of our women's roster. <laughs> yeah, we released all the wrestlers, all the female yeah. wrestlers. Yeah, and now we're trying to invite people back, even ones that we put all their stuff in a garbage bag and put it in the mail. 
And she's going back just to walk in with her title. Go look what I did. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing, though. You think they're going to let her walk? Do you think they're going to let her show up with the title? Do you think they're going to let the, let her show the title on screen? Uh, I think she'll do it anyway. Because I, I mean, what should. can they do? Yeah, she's. Uh, I mean, they'll blur it, and you know. Yeah, can... this is a this is a paid appearance. It's not like she's under contract. So what are they going to do? Say, uh, don't come back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, I didn't want to come back anyway. You yeah. called me, but now as far as like the all others, and cause like I said, Ring of Honor, you know, of course, are defunct ish. Um, the the three things I said: be visible, yeah. you know, because we're we've been saying that for Impact, but yeah, be visible, and I'll say that for all the indies also, uh, because NWF they're making themselves visible and they're working mm-hmm. on that more and more. Uh, I know I've I've heard some of the wrestlers <coughs> saying that. You know, they're trying to work on these deals and trying to get their product out there more. And if you look, I haven't actually watched their Bustin' Loose from yesterday, but if you look, their Bustin' Looses have actually, the production of those has, have even gotten better. Yeah, I've noticed the production value has gone up on those. Yep, uh, because before it was, okay, we're gonna, just going to talk and we're going to talk and we're going to talk, and then we're going to go to to show you all these matches we just talked about. You know, now it's, they mention it, they go to the match, you mention it, go to the match, mention it, which is the way you should mm-hmm. be. Yeah. And let's see, focus on quality wrestling. Yeah. And, and I think that I know the NWF does that. OVW, uh, I know some of the, the, the folks in the NWF, they also go down to OVW to make appearances. And Al Snow is the one running that, from what I understand. And okay. so, you know, good, a good trainer. Yeah. Uh, and I think the other one is Rip Rogers. I think he's, yeah. he's also part of that. And Danny Davis, I know he used to be part of that. Um, you know, but I mean, you have three, three well-known quality trainers. Uh, I don't think you'd ever want to have Rip Rogers on an interview because you want to talk about a mouth. Good. Yeah. God. Yeah. Uh, his, his Twitter is entertaining, but it is not for, it, it is not PG. <laughs> no, not by, even when he was on Cornette's podcast, I mean, this was probably six, seven years ago. I remember listening to it. I mean, and it was just every other word was the F for a GD, F for a G, and then other and even Cornette after a while, after, but he's like, oh my. <laughs> and Cornette's not exactly known for having a clean mouth. Right. But, but when you can get, when you can kind of look past, you know, all the F-bombs that he drops every other word, uh, Rip Rogers has a phenomenal mind when it comes to wrestling. I mean, he yeah. understands it. You know, he's one of those, he probably doesn't get as much uh, recognition, you know, except for amongst wrestlers. Mm-hmm. because they all say oh yeah he is one of the best um because i mean he didn't you know he didn't win world titles right you know he was um the guy he actually got fired from his teaching job because he was taking like vacation days to go wrestle yeah and, or, and yeah. sick days to go wrestle and they found out about it but uh matt striker did that too he was a teacher and uh yeah he ended up getting in trouble because he was using all his sick days and vacation days and stuff to wrestle and George Steele was also a wrestler, but he wrestled in New York while he taught in Michigan. But then he, it started to find, they start, kids started to find out. Uh, like, is that like, you? Is that you on TV? Yeah. And he's like, honestly, do you really think that's me? Yeah. Of course, his character was, oh, uh, but then, yeah. you know, you listen to, to George Steele. I, I can't remember his real name. You listen to him talk. I mean, he's actually very intelligent. And, yeah. Uh, and so he's like, no, that ain't me. You know, that guy, he's here. Yeah. No. Anyway, <laughs> um, and one of the things, be fiscally smart. Yep. And part of that is, 
I mean, I got to thinking about, um, and this is not necessarily an NVF. I have no idea what their, what their spreadsheets look like, you know, financially. Um, but I'm thinking, you know, they just had an appearance from Jordan Clearwater, you know, great NWA guy. And they've mm-hmm. had other appearances from other, um, uh, it was Austin. Oh my God. I, I know. I, I remember I told you about it. He made an appearance in Covington, you know, some months back. He was one, him and his girlfriend, they just lost like everything in an apartment fire. Um, 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 Ace Austin. Ace Austin. Yes. He was there and he actually, and he put whoever he was wrestling over. Uh, just like Jordan Clearwater put somebody over. It may have been um, Adam Swayze. I'd have to go back and look. Uh, but it makes me wonder, okay, how much do they pay them? And, and I imagine, I mean, um, Roger Ruffin's really smart when it comes to that. He's a very mm-hmm. good businessman. So he's not going to pay somebody for one time an appearance that's going to take away from the paychecks of his yep. full-time people. Right. You know, so, I mean, that to me is being basically smart. I mean, um, and you see there's a promoter up in Lima, the guy, uh, Thomas Williams for uh, war wrestling. He talks about that all the time on Facebook, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the guy we need to get on here, yeah. you know, because I think that would be a very, very insightful interview. Um, but I may have to work on that. You know, uh, once we get past all this COVID and make sure we're not coughing and other, yeah, make, yeah, make sure yeah. I have a, a car. Um, and then just like I said, other stuff going on, but, um, but yeah, that's what I have for like all the others. And really those can apply to everybody, but those, I mean, are for the ones, if you want to bring yourself up, you know, be visible, focus on quality wrestling, be fiscally smart, yeah. you know, and I'm and pretty G- sure there are other ones. Go ahead. And GCW keep, just keep doing what you're doing. GCW yes. has been on fire the last several months. And, um, last night's show from what I, from everything I've seen was no exception. If you, anybody that enjoyed original ECW when Paul Heyman owned it, GCW is like today's ECW people. I saw a comparison on um, Twitter earlier and they said that uh, somebody said WWE current WWE is like year 2000 WCW. Um, Oh yeah. (laughs) AW is like prime WWF or prime WCW and GCW is, is original ECW. I figure, I think all those are good comparisons and GCW is, you know, kind of like the successor to ECW. They give you that mix of you got your over the top violent stuff, but you've also got your amazing technical wrestling and, you know, things like that. So you get a little bit of everything on GCW and they've just been even bringing people in for appearances like Sean Waltman showed up last night. Um, Jeff Jarrett had a match last night to, you know, to, you know, help get a guy over things like that. Just their, you know, it's a good mix of their talent and then other talent coming in to help, you know, raise their profile. And, you know, Jeff Jarrett was just on WWE TV last week. Yep. So I'm guessing he does not have a contract with WWE. No, no, his contract, because he ended up getting released too. I I thought so. 
yeah, he ended up getting released, so he's no longer under contract with them. So he's just, you know, free agent, per, do whatever he wants. Yep, per appearance, and he's been showing up in GCW. And um, another thing I can think of, uh, book Matt Cardona. Any company that can book Matt Cardona, do so. He is on the run of his life. <clears throat> okay. He he is, um, he's in impact he's involved with the nwa uh he is also involved heavily with uh gcw he is a massive heel in in gcw i'm talking like remember um when wwe did the ecw one night stand in mm-hmm. 2006 when the, they had the sign that said if cena wins we'll riot right they had one for Cardona last night. Really? And the, I mean, they were, he comes out and, you know, he's pulling out all the stops to antagonize the crowd. And they're just like, you talk about nuclear heel heat. Matt Cardona is doing a fantastic job. Uh, he said, How does he compare to MJF? Because MJF to me right now is like the hottest heel it, in there. MJF is still the hottest heel, but Matt Cardona is knocking on the door. Because I mean, his, his the work he's been doing on the independent scene is fantastic. Like he was a face in Impact at, until here recently. I've seen some stuff coming in from the tapings that things might have changed. But he's been a, a face in Impact. He's a heel in NWA. He's a heel in GCW. But he's just he has totally made people forget the Zack Ryder character good and he is just doing his own thing and he seems to be having the time of his life enjoying it and making money doing it maybe not as much money as wwe but he's still making money yep and that's what you got to do to kind of stick it to him and go look you had me you lost me yep yep yeah so uh yeah so we've covered that hopefully we have some people listening that can go relay this to all the other ones uh that of course they may look at us and go who are they <laughs> and uh, and we know what we will say we're the guys who have the nice merch exactly see you know i mean look at this armchair and then booking and so we have the ring you can also get like i said get yourself a phone case and i'm not going to put it on but you can also get yourself a get mask. a mask yeah mask. and we obviously we also have t-shirts we also have hoodies we have sweatshirts we have notebooks we have pillowcases yep coffee I mean, mugs all of it you know yep. just i will include the link in the description and that way you go order some merch come listen there obviously listen to our podcast reach out to us let us know how we're doing give us some show ideas because this idea right here actually like i said was not ours originally this was justin's from the jay and trey podcast and once again justin thank you very much yep. thank you very much justin and one day, Justin, you need to take a night off. And so we can actually have you on the podcast as well. Yep. You know, because we missed you last time. You had to work. Hey, it happens. You know, we still had a good time with Jake and Trey, you yep. know, so, uh, but we did miss you having you on because you had us on the night before. And so we just want to return the favor and also return the favor for uh, giving us this great idea because I think this is a pretty good episode. I think so too. Yes. But on Thursday, we're going to be giving a preview of, the Royal Rumble, which is actually happening on the 29th, which is Saturday, not Sunday. It's actually going to happen on Saturday in St. Louis. 
And I think for once, it's kind of funny because when I looked at my Facebook today, this back in, I think it was 2016 was the day, the Royal, the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. And it was on a Sunday. That was also the NFL playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. And <clears throat> I said, well, apparently, you know, they want to put it against the NFL playoffs because nobody in, in the WWE headquarters owns a calendar. And, uh, you know, and so I think they did it smartly this time. Like, maybe we shouldn't put it up against the conference yeah. championship games. Yeah, maybe we'll just get out of the way and do it on Saturday. Because, I mean, pro football or, or WWE, conference championships or WWE pay-per-view, they're not going to win that. They're never going to win that. Right, especially in – and I, I know – they didn't have any way of knowing this. I mean, it was a, a pretty good, yeah, it wouldn't have been a bad guess. They're in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. One of the conference championship games is in Kansas City. That's not that far of a drive. No, not at all. You know, so I'm going to guess that you're going to have people driving from Kansas City to St. Louis to see the Royal Rumble because it's, you know, yeah, arguably their second biggest pay-per-view mm-hmm. premium live event. you know that they have every year (coughs) they want to sit that they want to do the countdown and it's going to be in a domed Mm -hmm. you know now which we're talking about with the the attendance being down at the live events makes me kind of wonder and all of a sudden they book the dome Mm -hmm. and it also makes me wonder if the if the carpet's not going to catch fire again like it did right right before one of the rams games before they they're like that's it we're out of here yeah the building's catching fire we gotta go yeah Um, (laughs) And and actually, the Rams have been tearing it up ever since they left St. Louis. Yeah, they really have. Yeah, they came into St. Louis, tore it up, and then started downslide, and they went back to L.A., and now they're mm-hmm. tearing it up again. So that's what you got to do, move every five years. <laughs> you know, so – but until Thursday, my friend, you know, we'll definitely be keeping in touch. I'll let you know about everything that's going on with me, you know, with the car and other things, and definitely let me know how you and the family are doing. Because, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, like I said, COVID's no joke. No, you know, it's not fun. Yeah, get lots of rest, drink lots of fluid, vitamin C, zinc. Uh, don't take the things you're allergic to because that, that won't do you any good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so, and we, we'd like to keep you around for a lot longer. So, <laughs> but, but until then, my friend, God bless. God bless, man.